What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. And they are the hosts. They are the ones that are in charge and they're at the wheel. They're at the helm of the ship and they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here today. It is Sunday, July 17th, 2007, uh, excuse me, 2022. My gosh, I kind of want to take a blast in the past there for a moment. <clears throat> so 17s, I tell you, got to watch out for those 17s. Anyway, it is a beautiful, beautiful, warm, muggy day here in the state of Michigan, at least here in the west side of the state. So I don't know where it's what it's like wherever you're at, but I hope it's a beautiful day and I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. And so uh, I do appreciate your all your patience, by the way. Um, I wasn't sure how many days I was going to take off. My wife and I have been kind of having some... Uh, just kind of some, uh, you know, medical things going on more with her. Um, as I had mentioned on, I think the last show, she's been, um, having some issues. Uh, she, you know, we thought she was pregnant and now we're just it, right now. We're just playing a big waiting game right now. We thought she needed surgery, emergency surgery, you know, surgery, uh, because we thought maybe she had an ectopic pregnancy, um, and now we we're holding off because of blood tests. And anyway, just to really sum it up without going into many details that really nobody needs to be bored with, we're still, we still have inconclusive, um, you know, we don't know what's going on. The doctors don't know what's going on. Technically, um, her levels have gone down, then they've gone up and now they've doubled going up, which means that supposedly there should be a, maybe a viable baby there. And what they were thinking their best guess was that it could be a vanishing twin syndrome where, um, because twins run on both sides of the family pretty heavily at that. And so what they were thinking that what she was experiencing was kind of like a vanishing twin syndrome, which kind of would simulate, you know, that of a miscarriage. And so, uh, but anyway, um, now her levels have gone up as if she is pregnant, but it's kind of very off and on because it's just, it's really weird because then all of a sudden she'll be fine feeling like she's pregnant. And then next thing you know, it, she'll have the typical symptoms of what a miscarriage would feel like, which is not pleasant. I'm not going to go into the details of that because I feel like I am not qualified to talk about those details, but I can tell you from actual observation, it doesn't look pleasant and I feel bad for her. So I've been taking some time off this past weekend, just to tend to her. And we just kind of, you know, we were just kind of hitting some sad points. So, and I just, I didn't really feel like it would be very fur fair for anybody, you know, for me to try to go on the show, try to put out a fake front because that's not me. 
I won't come on the air if I feel like I have to put up a fake uh, smile and a fake happiness, if you will. And granted, I am happy just about every day because the Lord kept me up here. You know, he gives me, a, you know, every day is a happy day, I should say, because he gives me life. But uh, you know what I'm talking about. Some days are, they're just hard. And so I couldn't be my true authentic self and have all that going on in the background. And I just, I know it would be cheating, you know, all of you out. So, but we're here today. And like I said, whatever God chooses at the end of the day, it's his, and if it's in his will, it will be. And we will accept it. My wife and I have both come to terms with that because there's nothing you're going to do to change any of that anyway. So might as well just make peace with it. So today, what are we doing? So today we are going to be reading out of the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 30. Um, also, the other reason why I kind of took a little hiatus for a couple few days is because I felt like I felt like the show was lacking something, and it was. I felt like the show was lacking structure with time. And I also, that was one of the biggest things, too, because, you know, I felt like the show, the the podcast were taking away a little bit of family time. And so that's kind of an issue for me because I don't ever want to rob my family of time. And so what I've been thinking about doing now going forward is I'm actually going to have structured time every night starting at 740, maybe a little after, maybe a little bit before, but right around 740. Yes, not 730. I think it's stupid. Um, Podbean for some reason, or, you know, they don't do increments in five. You know, I actually wanted to start at 745, but for some reason, Podbean likes doing 710, 720, 730, 740, 750, and so on. They wouldn't let me do it in five minute increments. But um, so every night at 740 is when I'm going to start doing the 1% with him. And then depending on the night, I will do an EDU spot, the EDU spot, which used to be formerly uh, his hardline quick look, where I will do a segment where it's like an education thing. And then, of course, usual Tuesdays and Fridays, I will do a, um, a His Hardline discussion and where we will be having Donna Brandenburg still at 8.30 a.m. every Friday. And then we will have a different topic, topic of discussion on Tuesday. So I just feel like uh, going forward, I need better structure. And besides, I think more people I've been getting emails how people have been wanting to listen more live. Um, so I'm going to be starting to do more structured times at 7.40 Eastern time. Every night, except Saturdays, by the way, except Saturdays. Um, and so, yeah, uh, possibly Fridays. I'm not sure. I might switch that from Friday to Saturday. I'm not sure yet. But anyway, we'll figure that out later. But at the end of the day, I want to try to do the show more along the lines uh, than the time when my daughter's going to bed. So it's not interrupting family time. So but anyways, to the reading. So Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 30. So it reads... And we're talking about the plea for unity and humility. And it reads, If there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace and love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of the vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interest, but also for every one of those, for those of others. Have among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus, who, though 
he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So then, my beloved, obedient as you have always been, not only when I am present, but all the more now when I am absent, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For God is the one who, for his good purpose, works in you both to desire and to work, do everything without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God, without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine like lights in the world, as you hold onto the word of life, so that my boast for the day of Christ may be that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. But even if I am poured out as a libation upon the sacrificial service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with all of you in the name in the, excuse me, in the same way you also should rejoice and share your joy with me. Now, as far as the travel plans of Paul and his assistants, so Timothy and Paul, it says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you so that I too may be heartened by hearing news of you. For I have no one comparable to him for genuine interest in whatever concerns you. For they all seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know his worth. How, as a child with a father, he served along with me in the cause of the gospel. He it is, then whom I hope to send as soon as I see how things go with me. But I am confident in the Lord that I myself will also come soon. With regard to Ephroditus, my brother and co-worker and fellow soldier, your messenger and minister in my need, I consider it necessary to send him to you, for he has been longing for all of you and was distressed because you heard that he was ill. He was indeed ill, close to death. But God had mercy on him, not just on him, but also on me, so that I might not, ha might not have sorrow upon sorrow. I send him, therefore, with the greater eagerness, so that on seeing him, you may rejoice again and I may have less anxiety. Welcome him then in the Lord with all joy and hold such people in esteem because for the sake of the work of Christ, he came close to death, risking his life to make up for those services to me that you could not perform. And that concludes the reading. Now, let me just zoom here on my notes here. It's like super uber small font that I almost need a magnifying glass. I usually have this zoomed in by now, but I was a little ill-prepared. That's what happens when you get away from the podcasting for a few days. Okay. So that, again, that concludes the reading. So now chapter two, 
chapter two focuses on the theme of rejoicing during times of suffering. And so first, Paul gives Christ own example of humility. And believers were to look out for the interest of others as well as their own. And this involves taking on the humble attitude of Christ, as it illustrates in Philippians 2.5, and expressed poetically in verses 6 through 11. And the honor given Christ as a result of his modesty is that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Now, secondly, Paul emphasizes that believers as, as Paul emphasizes that believers as lights in a world of darkness. And the contrast between light and darkness is a common scriptural theme. Light uncovers truth and provides comfort and safety. And darkness is dangerous and insecure, and it often hides the truth. And right now, as we can see in present day, we're living in times, as a matter of fact, where the Great Awakening is seemingly shedding a major bright light on the ugly truth that's exposing the darkness for what it really is. And we are seeing just how satanic DC really is, for example. And we are witnessing the reality of, you know, how many pedophiles walk among us, unfortunately, from the halls of Congress to the halls of public schools and everything in between. And, and so, you know, it just goes to show you that darkness is everywhere. And, you know, certainly after our children, why is that? Well, it's because they're impressionable. You know, they're easy to manipulate. They're easy to form and mold. And that's why evil often goes after children. We have to watch for that. But, and so the believers, though, reading Paul's letter were to continue in obedience and working out their salvation in fear and trembling. And you can see that illustrated in Philippians 2, verse 12. So, so to put it in context... This is, a con this is a command to show in action the reality of one's salvation. And it's not a, a comment about, you know, working for salvation, but working out salvation through one's life. And so Paul notes God was the one working in them for his good pleasure. And that they were to do all things without complaining, to shine as lights in the world. And this includes holding fast to the word of life. So Paul's work would not be in vain. And then you can you know, see that illustrated in verses 14 through 16. But Paul also speaks of being poured out as a drink offering, referring to the Old Testament ritual. And so despite being poured out on their behalf, he is glad and rejoices. And he likewise encourages that the Philippian believers to rejoice with him and their struggles are not in vain. In fact, all things are happening for the glory of God. And third, he gives instructions regarding Timothy and Ephroditus. And so Paul had hoped to send Timothy to them soon to bring them good news. But then Timothy sought the welfare for the Philippian Christians. And so Paul spoke of Timothy as a son, hoping that to also visit personally. And Paul clearly believed that he would soon be released. And Scripture does record Paul's ministry after his first Roman imprisonment in the books of uh, books one and two Timothy and Titus. But however, it's uncertain whether he visited these Philippian believers again. Now, at the time of his writing, though, Paul was sending Ephroditus, a person he referred to as his brother, his fellow co-worker, um, what else was there? His fellow soldier. 
and his messenger and minister to his need. But Ephroditus had been sick to the point of almost being near death, and but had been healed. And so the Philippians were to receive him with joy and honor in him since he risked his life for the work of Christ. And that's something that we don't really often see displayed in modern culture these days, except maybe with a small select few. But Ephroditus became an early example of a church leader sacrificing everything. I'm going to repeat that. He became an early example of a church leader sacrificing everything for the work of Christ and the service to the believers, offering as an example to many who would follow his pattern in the future days. Now, when I read that last part, you know, I often ask, so I, I, would, I would actually ask all of you, as well as asking myself, as a matter of fact, would you be able to sacrifice everything for the work of Christ and service to believers? I mean, if you're going to be completely honest with yourself, because I'm trying very hard myself to be transparent. I mean, here's the thing. If you really boil it down and strip away all that you have, would many of you really be able to? Now, for me, for me, I think I'd like to say that I probably could. Now, would I have a hard time with some things, you know, as far as giving some things up? Yeah, yeah, probably. If I'm going to be completely transparent, yeah, I think I would have a hard time giving up some things. Everything else, eh, not so much. But I think, I think, I can honestly say that I don't think I would be too far off base from severing off everything out of my life for the sake of working for Christ and his believers. I mean, truly, I don't, I don't think I would have a hard time with that at all. And so that's the big thing, though, for most people. Now, I used to be caught up in things and the trinkets of life and the vanity of nice cars and nice clothes, among other things. You know, I had a Mustang. In fact, I had two brand new Mustangs. I had an 09 that I bought brand new. And then I traded that in, got a 13. It was a 5.0, six speed. It was a, uh, what was it? It was the, um, oh, it was the GT premium. Had the track package on it. It was blacked out. I mean, it was a gorgeous car. Fast too. Got that thing at about 156 miles an hour. That's the fastest I had ever gone on four wheels. But man, it was a beautiful car. But you know, I used to be caught up with those kind of things. I used to be caught up with counting up the digits of my bank account and investments. Now, I'll be honest with you now, this is what I say in my, to myself. What good is it all really after seeing how inflation is pretty much killing the buying power of the average American dollar? You see, all these things that we often you know, favor and we seem to worship and, and, and the numerical digits that we see encoded in binary, you know, really at the end of the day, all, they're all just illusions of the world because, you know, they're, they're just all illusions of the world before us, because here's the thing, they can easily be erased in the blink of an eye or the click of a button. If you want to be completely honest, but yet we feel so secure and safe with seeing those large numbers on a computer screen, which represents financial accounts or seeing that nice car in the driveway, not realizing, not realizing 
that a few missed payments, maybe because of a bad few months at work, could actually cause that car, that beautiful car in the driveway to be repoed. For some reason, we feel so secure in all the things that we own and all the digits in our bank accounts. Why? I've come to grips with this, to be quite honest with you. And to me, to, and this is just me speaking. This is Jason Jones speaking. I, these are just illusions that can disappear in an instant. E easily. Easily. And so why not ask yourselves, are, would you be able to separate yourselves from that system and rip the money hooks out of your skin and drop the idolatry of things which cause people to believe that it's basically a making or a breaking of the uh, image of a person's, you know, supposed success. Listen, at the end of the day, what we have, and this is my opinion, everybody's different and everybody comes to this conclusion at different times. But at the end of the day, what, what we have doesn't really matter. If you really boil it down, it doesn't. And I'm learning this more and more by the day. I'm, I'm actually, and this is a constant thing. Because like I said, if you knew me about two years ago and beyond that, I used to be one that used to define everything by the dollar amount. I used to be the guy that used to define success, but what kind of car you drove and clothes you wore. I used to be that guy that took pride in things that mattered, really didn't matter at all, mattered nothing at all. And so believe me, I'm still learning more and more myself on a daily basis how to pull those money hooks out of my skin and, and get away from the idolatry of things. And, and truth be told, do I still get snagged up in it? Yeah, sometimes. I do. I'm only human. You don't think I still don't, you know, drool over a beautiful car on the lot? Yes, I do. Am I going to go put myself fifty, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 in debt to get it? Nope. Why? Because the borrower is slave to the lender. And I do not want to be a slave. But once again, back to the original question, you know, once we drop the love of money and things, Working for Christ and his believers, if you actually boil it down, really shouldn't be a hard decision. It shouldn't be a hard thing to do if you really think about it, because nothing in this world matters anymore. Not the microphone or the MacBook computer that I'm broadcasting this from. I mean, all this could be taken away tomorrow, today, right now, as a matter of fact, and I wouldn't miss it, to be quite honest with you. You know what I would miss? Here's what I would miss, okay? And this is a good training exercise. That I, I think there was another podcaster that actually did this one time. Um, can't remember his name. I can't remember who did it. I think I have an idea, but I don't want to misremember. But he, he, he does this exercise once in a while. He says, if you, he, and he'll do this himself. He says, in an instant, you set an alarm for some random day. And when it goes off, it, you'll know what that alarm is for. And, and, and figure out what exactly, if you had to leave all you had, right? Leave your home, leave your car, leave everything. But you can only take one or two things, right? Just a couple, a handful of items. Just that's it. What would you go and grab? what would you go and grab? And I thought about that. I was like, hmm, what would I go and grab? Like if Jesus came at your front door, he knocked, right? 
He says, all right, it's time for you to come, son or daughter. Grab what you need. What would you grab? Knowing you have to leave everything behind. Why? Because you're working for Christ now. What would you grab? And so I thought about it myself. I was like, what would I grab? And I, I, I was running this exercise over with my wife. And I was saying, I was like, well, I think the first thing I would grab would be my truck Bible. Because it's got a nice zip up case, you know. And she's like, why? I'm like, what do you mean? Why? It's the Bible. She goes, yeah, but if you're going with Christ, do you really need the Bible? He can recite it to you right there. I was like, yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. <laughs> I'm like, all right, touche. All right. And I started thinking, I'm like, well, what else would I grab? And quite honestly, for a split second, there was a couple moments where I thought, well, I would go grab my silver or I would grab some photos, family photos, right? But honestly, there wasn't really a whole lot that I would actually grab. The first three things that came to mind, Bible, family photos, silver. My wife's like, well, why silver? I'm like, I don't know. Buy food. Well, if you got Christ with you, God provides all things, right? I'm like, well, yeah. Well, you don't need silver. True. What do you need family photos for? Well, I don't know, to reflect on old memories. Yeah, but we're going to be with you. Okay, that's true. Right? And we're, we're talking things, not, not things and people, because obviously it would go without saying that your family would come with you, but things. And so when I played this little exercise out, I was like, man, I guess, yeah, I guess I really don't need anything. If Christ came at my front door, knock, say, come on, Jason, it's time to go. Got work to do. You never come back here again. You can grab a few items, by the way. What, what would you grab? <laughs> I guess I wouldn't need anything. Be like, uh, Lord, do we, uh, where we're going, is there going to be water? Because <laughs> I get thirsty very easily. <laughs> I mean, that's about it. Maybe a water canister. That's about it. So it's a very interesting exercise to run through in your mind and, and, and run through in real life, setting some, you know, random alarm for some random day with some annoying alarm alert that would prompt you to think, okay, what would I grab? This is the alert that Christ is coming at the door and he's telling me I can grab a couple things and that's it. Let's go. What would I grab? And get to the point to where you really don't need to grab anything. You don't need to grab your money stash, your silver. You don't need to grab your guns. You don't need to grab your Bible. You don't need to grab your beans and your water canister. You don't need to grab any of that. Follow Christ and he will provide all you need. Work in Christ. Work for his believers. Work for Christ and he will provide all you need, right? We don't need anything except what he provides us. And so um, that's all I got for today. I thought it was a very interesting, you know, reading. And so one thing I did want to go back to, I did highlight this verse because I, I found it to be kind of profound. Um, let me scroll back up here. I did like this verse. And it says right here in verse three, do nothing out of selfishness or out of vain glory rather humbly regard others as more important than yourselves each looking out not for his own interest but also everyone for those of others and i like that i like that a lot because we really do need to be looking after each other's own interest you know each other's interest we shouldn't be looking after our own interest we need to be looking after our brothers and sisters out there we need to be servicing others because it's 
in that moment, when we start looking after our own brothers and sisters, right, our neighbors, and we have each other's back is truly when we, I think, establish true prosperity and abundance, because when everybody unites in that one common, um, I guess, action, if you will, is the moment that I think you would truly find peace on earth. So that's why I really like to point to that verse. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves, each looking out not for his own interest, but also everyone for those of others. Absolutely love that, and I couldn't agree more. And so that's all I got for you today. I am so happy to be back with all of you. I am going to do my absolute best to keep this on a regular scheduled time every day, as far as the 1% with him anyways, starting at 740. And then if it happens to be a day where I have a, you know, a discussion, like say a Tuesday or maybe a his hard line, you know, EDU spot segment, um, it'll follow five minutes after the Bible reading. So is this something I'm going to start doing on a regular scheduled day, time and day? So this way, anybody that wants to listen live, You'll be able to come in and listen live or listen on the download side, you know, side of things because that's the way I do it. I don't like listening live. I like downloading and listening to the replay. That's just me. So that is all. We're going to end this with a prayer. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day, for the weekend, and we thank you for our family. And most importantly, we thank you for the plans that you have in store for all of us, not just me and my wife, but anybody who listens to this. We know, and I certainly know, that anybody that listens to this, I know that they're they're struggling. they got some struggles. Everybody has struggles. We all have a cross to bear. And so my prayer, my hope, and my wish is that you, and I know you will, but my wish, hope, and prayer is that you guide and guard every single listener here that comes to this channel. In fact, not just those that come to this channel, but even those that don't even know about this channel. I ask for that for everybody in this world. So I just really pray that you guide those and, and really protect those and, and speak to those that really need you. I know that you're near us, but those that have, you know, a little bit shake your faith, be with them and help them out. And so God, we ask that you always guide us to do the next right thing and that help us strive to be the best version of ourselves. With all of this, we humbly pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you. Don't forget to visit the website, www.hishardline.com. You can, uh, you know, if you don't want to share the podcast because it seems like one too many clicks, <laughs> which it's amazing, actually, believe it or not, too many clicks can uh, burden someone, believe it or not. You can just tell someone, hey, just I listen to this guy online. It's called His Hard Line. Go to his website. You can find his media player and you can actually search him out on Podbean and some of the other social media channels. Um, just go to his website. You'll find all you need to know about him, hishardline.com. And that's it. Hishardline.com. There's nothing to it. Very simple. No spaces, no dashes, no nothing. Just hishardline.com and that's it. And so with that, I bid all of you a wonderful and beautifully blessed evening. And I will be back here in another five minutes for in His Hardline EDU spot segment. All right, we'll be back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. 
Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. out our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.